Welcome back to another episode of Sleep Whispers. I'm Harris, and this is a podcast of whispered ramblings and whispered readings to help you to relax and fall asleep. This is a batch episode, which means I've taken some specific sections from older episodes and I've bundled them together into this episode. If you are interested in accessing all the old episodes, bonus episodes, videos, or photos, then you can learn more by going to my website at sleepwhispers.com. And now, for a batch of finely aged whispers. I hope you enjoy them. Tonight's quote is by Marion Wells, and here's what she has to say. Grown-ups are like big children, only they are bossier, and they say they are always right. <laughs> the, uh, the interesting thing about this quote is that Marion was only 10 years old when she said this. And I don't know who Marion Wells is. Uh, I put the quote from her in my quote book a long time and it is handwritten and I don't remember writing it, so I don't remember where I found it, if this was someone I actually knew, or something I heard somewhere. I don't know. I, I googled her name and this quote, and I still didn't find anything, so... I don't know who she is and where it came from, but I really like this quote. And the fact that she was only 10 when she said it. I definitely did not have the wisdom of Marion when I was 10 years old. I, I thought grown-ups knew it all. I kind of thought they were right in that when I became an adult that I would understand the strange wisdom of their ways. <laughs> um, yeah, and I sort of did. <laughs> what I realized is that 
when you become an adult is when you understand that adults really are just bigger and older children. I certainly felt this way when I became an adult. So Marion, I agree with the first point in your quote because I am like a big child. And when I turned 18 or 21 or even older, nothing magical happened. <laughs> I did not become omniscient. And that was a huge disappointment. In many ways, I, I, I think and I feel in very similar, not exactly, but similar ways as I did when I was much younger. I, I definitely have more awareness and a bit less impulsivity, but I am still far from perfect. And Marion, I also agree with your second point. I am also bossier now that I'm an adult. I think I am bossier and other adults our boss, our bossier, it's because of expectations. Like whether it's our jobs or it's being parents. As we get older, we just become responsible for more things and for more people, which means we have to make decisions, which then results in us being bossier. I guess that that's where it comes from, and it's this is part of growing up. Unfortunately, that necessity of having to make decisions.
sometimes. I reflect on it later and wonder, what the heck was I thinking? So Marion, I, I really don't know who you are or where you are today or where I found your quote, but I know you have reached adulthood. And now you are even more aware of how true your insight was when you were 10 years old. I am not a perfect adult, and there may not be any perfect adults. But many of us are trying to be better individuals as we get older. It is definitely a long and slow journey that is sometimes challenging and sometimes difficult, but it is also often rewarding and often enjoyable. Yeah, I definitely feel that. That's all I have to say about that. The curious quote for tonight is The secret of being tiresome is to tell everything. And that quote is accredited to Teabag wisdom. I, I don't know where I found this quote. I mean, I know where I found it. I found it in my quote book. But I put it in there a long time ago. And I don't know where I found it, but it's typed up. And it just says at the bottom, teabag wisdom. So, no specific person. So I, I have this fear whenever I meet someone, I am afraid of saying too little, and I'm afraid of saying too much. I, it's such a dilemma. I really don't want to appear like too quiet and too reserved and uninterested 
in the other person. But then I have this equal concern of talking too much. And I, I have this awareness or this concern about myself because I have encountered both types of people. There's some people I'll meet and they, they really just say so little and it's very difficult to have a conversation with them. And then there's people at the other extreme who just talk non-stop and they don't give me any opportunity to participate in the conversation, which I guess if they're doing all the talking is not a conversation, so... They don't give me an opportunity to talk. The upside is that these experiences have made me much more aware As a result, I, I do my best not to talk too little or to talk too much. I, I try to find that balance where I'm sharing something about myself. I'm inquiring about the other person and I'm listening. A while ago, I, I was at a high school reunion and I, I purposely went with the goal that I was going to talk to anyone and everyone, not just to those who I was friends with or those I remember well. And there was this one woman who I, I did not know well at all in high school. And I just kind of turned around and she was just standing right there. And so I just started talking to her. And after about 15 minutes, she looked at me strangely and, and said something like, I don't, you know, I don't remember her exact words, but it was something like, I've talked to lots of people tonight. 
and you are the only person who is genuinely conversing with me. What she said was very flattering in a way, or just made me feel good because I wanted to have genuine conversations with people. And I wish that was my natural tendency, but it's not. I have to work at it, and it takes a lot of effort for me. It can be exhausting, but it's, it's also rewarding. And as the, as the quote warns, I don't want to be that tiresome person tells everything or talks too much. I guess I also don't want to be that podcaster who rambles too long on a topic. So that's all I have to say about that. That ending just fit in real well. Tonight's curious quote is by R.C. Tench. And here it is. That which the fool does in the end, the wise man does in the beginning. some quotes which I put in my quote book a while ago which now today when I look at them I kind of disagree with or I have some disagreement with and this quote is one of them now I'm sure I didn't disagree with it when I put it in my quote book. It is just that my perspectives, I guess, have changed over time. I, I can see why I initially liked this quote, especially the, the second part of it, which is basically saying uh, that the wise person does the right thing the first time. When I make a, a decision or 
some kind of action. I do want it to be right the first time. Whether it is buying something or saying something or just making any kind of selection or decision about anything. I do want to be perfect the first time. And if I am able to do that, then I, I do feel wise. disagree with the first part of the quote, which is saying that I'm basically a fool if I don't get it right the first time, but it takes me several tries. If I felt that way before, then I, I don't feel that way anymore. I often now expect that I'm not going to be correct in my initial reactions or decisions. I have a uh, a secondary level of confidence that I will eventually and hopefully it's sooner rather than later get to a much better or best decision after several tries. So there's a there's a very short path to being wise and there's a a longer path to being wise, but they're both pathways of doing and being wise, I guess. Anyway, I try not to think of myself as a fool for not getting it right the first time. I kind of think I would be a fool if I did assume I always got things right on the first try. I guess wisdom for me is more often a slow burn rather than a sudden flash 
that's a good summary. Alright. That's all I have to say about that. Tonight's curious quote is by Jennifer Cotton. And here it is. Complaining while everyone else is actually doing something is you sucking. This, this quote is not from my quote book. I recently saw it somewhere and just just loved it. It's a good combination of being insightful and also being humorous with brutal honesty. And several examples of things I've done in my life that fit this quote came to mind. And one of them had to do uh, with me entering a bike race, which was a while ago. just started training for triathlons, so it just seemed like a good idea if I signed up for a 40-mile road bike race. I figured that would help motivate my training for the triathlon and give me at least a goal to shoot for between the, the bike race and the triathlon to work at the bike race. So I sent in my money for the bike race and I did some more bike training and then showed up on the day of the race at the start of the race, or you know, when the race was announced that it was about to begin, everyone brought their bikes to the starting line. And there were about 50 bikes, so 50 people in the race. And as I looked around at all the other bikes and all the other racers, me and my bike really stood out. Uh, I had paid $150 for my road bike, and it, I, I bought it used off some, some guy, and it was much older than all the other bikes. I could just tell 
my bike had these shifters, the shifters on the frame of the bike and all the other bikes had the shifters up on the handlebars and my entire bike was a dull dirty silver and all the other bikes were shiny and colorful and it was just obvious that all the other bikes you know, probably cost you know, many hundred or a thousand dollars or much higher than that. And then even what I was wearing was kind of funny because all the other riders had on these tight and professional looking racing jerseys on and I was in a t-shirt and shorts now you, you may have already figured out that from the quote that this is not going to be some shocking underdog I came from behind victory story I'll tell you right now, I came in last place. Not only did I come in last place, but after the race started, and after about just two miles of racing, I never saw another rider again because <laughs> they were so far ahead of me. And this was a 40-mile bike race. I wish I could say that at that early moment in the race that I thought it was as humorous and almost silly as it is now but I didn't feel that way I remember feeling a little bit angry like it was unfair that of course they were going to be you know so far ahead of me because they had bikes that maybe cost two, three thousand dollars. And if I had a bike like theirs, then I would have been much better. The good news is that thought did not last that long. I wasn't that naive. <laughs> Eventually my rationality took over and I knew that the reason I was so far behind them was not because of my bike it was because of me I was new to biking 
I had just started training to ride road bikes. And even if I had more training, maybe I would still stink at biking. I mean, I, how would I even know that I had the ability that those other riders had who had almost definitely been training for many more years, if not decades more, than I had. And I remember being on the bike and it felt so freeing to confess that to myself rather than continue to be frustrated and jealous. And I remember while I was biking that that moment at which I just accepted myself and my crappy bike and my crappy biking skills that I started enjoying the bike ride. And it, yeah, it, it wasn't a bike race for me anymore. It was you know, a bike ride. Even though I still had to kind of push myself because it was still supposed to be part of my training. But anyway, yeah. I came in last. I was so far behind everyone else that after the race, I was walking around and I overheard a group of riders heckling another rider for coming in last again. They didn't even realize that I had still been out on the course. Anyway, I have just learned, or I have learned many times over that there are moments I often want to complain about those moments are of my own making, and I can either accept that and stop complaining, or do something to change the situation and stop complaining. Do I still complain 
about silly, irrational things. Yeah, I'm sure I do. But I'm often able to acknowledge to myself that I am being sort of ridiculous. centered. Alright. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs>